0: Hello and welcome to care to listen In this, our fourth series, we are celebrating National Care Leavers Week. We take this opportunity to celebrate the successes and achievements of Care Leavers from across the UK.
1: Hi everyone, we are delighted to be talking to the Care Experience artist and rapper Rick Flo during National Care Leavers Week.
0: Welcome!
2: But yeah, it's nice to meet you guys. What's happening?
0: Oh, I can see you now. Yeah, I'm good. I can see everyone.
2: Yeah, I recognise your voice. It's Mr K10, right? Yeah. Cheers! How's the music going?
0: Good. I might go back to that studio. Definitely. Um, The last time we met was doing a grand music track called Knowledge Of Yourself. Yes. um, To celebrate Care Day 2020. And I was very fortunate to be picked to join you on that grand track. Um, would you care to like say some stuff about yourself
2: yeah me in general okay you've already introduced me my name is Rick Flo I'm a rapper based in London also a care leaver young achiever believer daydreamer from time to time I released a project called uh, rebirth of the Phoenix and because I'm on like a high work ethic flex I want to do a new one but I just need to have a little breather to get the inspiration and know how I'm going to attack it. So it's better or different and it's not just a throwaway project.
1: I know you've had several foster placements. What would you say made the last one the best?
2: So I had five placements. The last one was the best because they treated me like their own. And um, I'm always welcome to their house. Like when I left care, I didn't necessarily like leave. Um, like I was always, I'm always welcome I can go back there for Christmas I can go back there right now if I wanted to um, although they did retire in Spain but they've recently come back because now the kids are having their own kids so they want to see the journey of 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 the new youngers so um yeah just just the fact that they've always shown me um compassion and care and just like whether it's about work whether it's about my interests with music whether it's just having a place to stay uh, even if they haven't got a bed, there's always a couch, you know, just, just all of them things. It's, um, it's been really it's been really special and I didn't really think it was that special until I kind of left care in the sense of, you know, knowing about other care leavers who haven't got that situation. It's quite a rare situation a lot of the time, you know, you come out and you might feel like you're, you're on your own um, or it's just you and your friends. Um, you know, I'm always welcome.
0: As a young child... Who and what inspired you to rap?
2: Well, initially, just, you know, like all you young people, I just love music. I just loved, you know, seeing talent on a television, you know, Michael Jackson, dancing, great dancers. Um, and I just, I guess, I just had a thing for um, anything that was rhyming, I wanted to learn. Whether it was Will Smith, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on television, whether it was Eminem, um, whatever songs I heard in the charts, if they had, especially if they were rhyming, I had that rhyming bit, I I just wanted to learn it. And plus, you're kind of cool at school if you could rap, so that kind of helped. And then uh, and I always enjoyed poetry at school as well. Even though I was dyslexic, I always enjoyed English Lit because of the poetry stuff. and then, yeah, I guess I got to about 14, 15 and rather than copying Eminem and other people's raps, I just wanted to speak from my own perspective, which at the same time, I was a sponge. So I used to copy Eminem. If like, if, if you would, if I would show you my raps from back then, they're very, you could say more controversial than my stuff now. Well, it's not really controversial. It's just it's not it's not me. It's just. It's just me copying Eminem. But you're a sponge to the culture, right? You're a sponge to everything you see. And then eventually, like, you know what? I would say it in this way or, you know. So, yeah, I I was just a sponge to music and art. And, yeah, did a few talent shows at school. That boosted my confidence um, because I I would say I was quite... I I wasn't necessarily a shy kid, but I'm not... I don't think I'm an extrovert, per se so yeah that's that's how I that's how I got into music
1: how did you feel when you left care it
2: was 2009 was in the recession I had mixed feelings because um basically I I had a relationship with my biological mum I had in my head that I was like you know I'm a big man now let me like try and rekindle the relationship with my biological mum and um you know when you haven't seen someone in such a long time it's uh it, it was interesting let's just say that but um to, to paint the picture a bit more I think just the pressure of finding a job um going to stay with my mum it, it was a lot of pressure all in a very short space of time and um it wasn't really there was like yeah it was very hard for like people getting jobs like so just just that pressure of trying to be independent or semi-independent you could say being my mum yeah being independent work-wise and and the expectations of like all right you graduated uni you got to get a job and staying with my mum and just all that it was it was it was a lot it was a lot mentally but um i was i wanted to get out of my mum's asap <laughs> like, like and, and it's not it, it's half to do with kind of my relationship with her but it's also half to do with me wanting to be independent like i was at uni with friends, and I felt independent, you know, we're, you know, we're going shopping by yeah. ourselves, we're yeah. cooking for ourselves, like, we're doing everything for ourselves, so, to go back to my mum's felt like I was taking a step back, like, but, obviously, it helped, because, um, I didn't necessarily have money or student loan coming in to, to pay the rent, but it was just, because I, I, I felt this independence, I was like, you know what, I, I just need to get out of this, plus, you know, as I said, my relationship wasn't, was, uh, was interesting with my mum, so, it just motivated me to send a hundred emails a day and just by any means try and get a job and, and be stable. Um well not stable, be independent. So it took it took it took a while. Um so I got a song actually called Before I'm Twenty-Five, which recently came out in August, which kind of speaks to that idea of being an ambitious young twenty-something that just what wants to win by any means or what wants to achieve certain goals whether it's skydiving meeting my dad for the first time or making the album you know i i explain all of that in that song and um that was yeah inspired around that time when i was at my mom's i was just like you know what i need to get out i need to go for what i want to go for so yeah if you listen to the song before i 25 you'll see like it's an actual story like it's a journey the first verse is like i basically say in the first verse about I, like, I came out with a 2-1, but I should have got a first, but effort, it. now it's time to find work. New challenges will emerge. I can't pay rent, go back to mums, building up debt. Now you will learn the job centre is not helpful. The mindset in there is mental. So I'm putting in work with the rebels. Late nights are instrumental. Turning emails on the regular. I need stability in this nebula, because I can't be a failure if I can't work in the sector what I graduated from. Can't be cleaning with mum, because my confidence will be done literally my mum told me to go for a cleaning interview
0: that
2: was good. like two days to, like I, I was th- two days before a certain job interview and I was like I, I was crippled my confidence was crippled because I was like nah I graduated from a from a creative course I can't be doing a cleaning job but obviously m- like my mum was just like you need to get money. Just do whatever you can, innit? it. And I was like, but my my you know my ego, my <laughs> my pride was like, nah, I can't be doing cleaning like that'll just ruin my confidence. And there's nothing against cleaners. Like there's a there's there's a place for everyone in society. We all need each other. But it was just after three years of doing a certain um, subject and then coming out and then doing cleaning, I was like it it it'll leave me. Uh, it, my confidence was would have been on an all time low. So. That's why I said, ton of emails on the regular and, uh, like, you know, sipping these Red Bulls, doing 100 emails a day. And it's just, uh, it was just like my, uh, it was a battle of, you could say averages. Like, at the end of the day, if I send 100 emails a day to all of these companies, I have to get a job soon. Like, so that first verse gives you an idea of, like, yeah, what I was going through. To go into it a bit more, even social services, I, I didn't get no, um, like, money or, like, basically... Uh, support initially um when I came out of uni um what what happened is that my pathways I guess he's called a pathway social worker I don't I don't, he did help me like he gave me a few phone calls that was about it but in in regards to actual support financially just me trying to get my own place I didn't actually get uh any of that support until I think it was like a year and a half later what was fascinating about it? I had moved out of my mum's by that point because I just I just couldn't deal with it, and um, it was a backlog of money. So without saying the fee, it was a lot, and it was enough for me to get a camera. So with that money, I got my camera. It pretty much went within a year of paying rent because <laughs> the just the work-wise, I, I I was doing internships and I was doing all sorts of stuff that wasn't really paying my rent so um yeah it helped me a year later
1: loneliness and isolation are often said to be the most difficult things that care experience people face how did you face these challenges
2: just focusing on uh what i'm in control of so creating music and stuff that's that's what's kept me sane pretty much i would say all my life um because Say even with lockdown, rather than being like, oh, I can't do the usual things, like, oh, the, the European Tours Council with my group. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to use this opportunity to just make an album. And that's what came out in September. So in regards to loneliness in the past, it's an interesting one because I would say that four years ago, when I came back from travelling. Travelling was amazing, by the way. I recommend it when you guys are older. Like. Uh, I went, I went, I took a one-way ticket to India and then I traveled across Southeast Asia, I trekked the Himalayas. Oh, it was insane. But um, what I found when I came back is that, uh, well, the only place I could stay was was at my mum's. And um, I, have, I have quite a big biological family, but everyone's just in their own little world. Um, and it doesn't feel like there's a unit doesn't feel like the family uh, that that I'm used to, let's say. So it, it, it it's, it's quite ironic that, you know, you can be in, like, a family house. Yeah, everyone is in their own little world doing their own thing and doesn't actually feel like a family. So it actually got to a point where I was like, you know what? If it's not for music with my group, I'll just leave the country. What, what What's making me stay in London anyway? Like, everyone's just on a rat race. Like, I don't really feel like I've got anyone super close to me. I turned that into a project called Wake Me Up When I Get Home, which is an EP you can find on Spotify. Um, and the whole point of that EP was that when I was doing workshops with young people in care, it, it, it seemed like there was the same connection of what does home mean to you, or more so when care leavers, what, the, 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 the idea of home um, seemed like a an interesting question to, to all of us. So lo- lonely moment or them moments of me question, what's the point of being in this house that's supposed to be at home? It, it inspired me to make a project to not only explain that, but I wanted it to kind of help rekindle my family, which to be honest, in, in hindsight was too optimistic.
0: In lockdown, I heard that you released a recent album. Could you, like, would you care to tell us the name of it?
2: Yeah, sure. So I've mentioned it a little bit before, but it's called Rebirth of the Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, so Before on 25 is on there, on the Rebirth of the Phoenix. The reason why uh, I did the project is because, especially when it comes to my story about care, a boy called Rick came out. 2014 like over six years ago so and 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 basically i'm in a hip-hop group and that kind of took over my solo stuff Mm -hmm. Um, the more i've talked to care leavers and young people like you guys i've wanted to update my own story because i don't i don't personally like performing anything from that project not because i don't think it's great it's more so you know as an artist you get better with your work and and you want to show that growth so rebirth the phoenix was was me showing the growth of where i've got to today how far i've come as an artist not only uh let's say not being as personal because i feel like a boy called rick was quite raw it was quite therapeutic when i was writing it whereas rebirth the phoenix it was therapeutic in some sense because i think art is but it was more it was less of a, some people could say it's raw because i'm quite honest i wear my heart on my sleeve but as a project it was more i tried to channel stories that i think a wide audience can relate to without compromising my integrity so like before on 25 is quite personal you know i mentioned i mentioned meeting my dad for the first time i mentioned uh, my personal <laughs> stuff yeah, I mentioned my foster father, like the only father figure, really, that I look to as a father. So I mentioned personal stuff, but, you know, the chorus before I'm 25, I think that can relate to a wide audience of, you know, being young and ambitious and wanting to do certain things before you're 25. Uh, there's actual there's a song. To, just I don't want to go on a tangent, but there's, there's a song on there called Forbidden Games. And uh, the chorus says, I need to love you at a distance. And I I think that doesn't that it doesn't only connect to the fact that, you know, in lockdown that we literally need to love some people at a distance. It also connects to how I see my family. Um, Sometimes, let's say traumas and just pain is too close to home. Sometimes you just need to love people at a distance because. There's only so much you can be positive to someone and they're not really reciprocating that back. That's pretty much the meaning of the song.
1: If you don't mind me asking, um, I was just wondering how old were you when you first met your dad? I was just wondering like, like how you felt when you first met him for the first time and whether that answered a lot of questions that you had about your life.
2: I met him when I was... 23 24 around that age It was more of a like closure so with closure so we're kosher not necessarily closer that's that's pretty i that's pretty much why i done it like i didn't know what i was gonna feel it was more of a just like you know what my mum is a handful like i wonder what your personality is like do i get my personality from you or my mum or i don't know or my foster parents i don't know let me just meet you just to like get that clarity so um yeah i took i i, I took uh, he lives in johannesburg i i i uh yeah got his number from my mum and i took he went he, like the thing is he's the sort of person to always make promises so it'd be like yeah yeah i'm gonna come to england soon so to me he's just a voice on the phone that just keeps on making promises Uh, And I just got to a point where I was just like, I don't want to hear these promises. And I'm I'm quite polite to him, so I don't tell him, stop making promises. It's more of a just like, it's just a voice down the phone. Let me just say, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, all right, nice. (laughs) But I was like, you know what, let me just take the initiative to go to see him. So I went to Johannesburg, and any kind of, let's say, animosity or any sort of ill feeling, it wasn't really there because, one, he's quite a chill person like me. And more so, there was a surprise of having twin brothers there. Not my age, um, they're like babies. They're like, they're literally about two then, but they're twins. One looks like the mum, one looks like the dad. But so just seeing them and seeing, you know, some of my resemblance in them, I was like, oh, okay. Um, Yeah, nice to meet, nice to meet um, my brothers. So um, that was cool.
1: Um, Many of your tracks are about your time in care. Would you say that writing your music is therapeutic for you in a way? And um, how much of your work is actually about raising awareness um, for care people in the care system? Interesting
2: question. The way I initially even got into music in the way young people in care know me, it was only because I feel like hip-hop It's supposed to be the voice of the voiceless, and I wondered why I'd never heard from the perspective of a young person who's been in foster care. So, from that, intuitively, I just told my story (laughs) because there's not like when people say "be real," you hear that in hip hop, although it's turned into a bit of a cliche now. But at the end of the day, it's my life. Like you know, I could talk about money, girls, and clothes, but it's not you know that's not original, and it's not. You know what I mean? So I felt like it was my duty just to tell what's honest about my life. Like I could have did it post care, but I don't know. It just I just felt like I had to do it. Um, in regards to being known in, in the in the in the care system and supporting young people in the care system, it I'll be honest, it was a thing that grew over time. In the sense of I tried to go through the traditional. Uh, roots of getting my music out there. So I tried to go through radio stations and no one was really listening. And then actually, I was alone at Christmas and I felt very down. I, I went for a run because running is like my meditation. It never used to be when I was younger, but I learned to uh, enjoy it from a meditation point of view. And I had an epiphany that said, Hey, try and email every single social services email address you can find on Google. And then from there, let's say a few few email addresses got back to me. Out of them email addresses, um, one of them was Swansea. They were like, hey, we love your song Hide and Seek. Our young people uh, have got uh, Young looked After Children's Awards um, and they're doing the theme as I Can See You, Can You See Me? They're going to choreograph a dance to your song. Do you mind coming up here to perform it? That happened. That was like super rewarding because not only... Like it gave me confidence on what I'm doing is can be impactful and and connect with, to people with similar experiences um, but, but yeah it just reassured me I'm on the right track. then the following year they're like hey can you help the young people uh, hear right there music and that was a powerful experience that let me know that hey this is bigger this is bigger than me this is bigger than I originally intended like you know what i i want to do my part to change the narrative to show more positive experiences so it's been a it's been a let's say it's been a very um tough journey no not really tough it's just been a thing where it's like i just want to do music i don't really want to go in like basically through music i realized that it's bigger than myself and then i've tried to help where i can but i would say i would say one more thing I don't, like, I'm on Twitter and I see a lot of, like, uh, care leavers um, talking about the injustice they've, they've seen and they're, like, really going at it and they're like, oh, yeah, the care system's awful. Oh, social workers don't care about me, this, this and that. And I see a lot of this stuff and I'm not, like, on the front line saying oh social workers are rubbish the system's broken i'm not you won't see me i don't i just i speak generally through my music every now and again you know i'll talk to you guys because you guys are cool but i'm not really like i don't i don't that's it's not my way of doing things
0: yeah that's good would you be able to share some of the work you've been doing in the studio would you be able to share like some of it now like
2: doing like a little freestyle you know I'll share i'll share uh, a bit of flow state and um, that should be the next single that comes out i'll share a bit of that so i'll do a cappella. you okay. hear me yeah okay
0: yeah
2: nice all right cool so i'm uh, making short-term goals easing souls with flows on it you can't knock the hustle as I funnel these deaf jams like Russell Rick, the ruler, Ruben, cruising phenomenal Flint, stone cold, when the Barney rubble Crash the banicoot as I work the puzzle Tunnel vision, no kerfuffle Cannon focused, Gordon Parks when I'm shooting opponents Blur them in a moment F these donuts, I'd be chosen Talented, no need to stand still with these mannequins I keep it moving, cruising with these bars I'm handling ambition as a rider From the Mongoose BMX to the private pilot Tandem diving Trekking Himalayas, I'm not lying Living to most, swimming in flows. Looking at whale sharks, nose to nose. The life I chose. On this Wayne, wandering Wayne's world, no letting go. Wake me up when I get home. Flow. So yeah.
0: Yes. Fire. <laughs> so
2: thank you, man. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of rap genius for you on this on this podcast, but. I can't wait for
0: that track to come out. Yeah, I can't either. Sounds it's good.
2: Actually, hey, you know what? The video's not out, but it's actually out. It's on um. It's on Spotify. It's called Flow State.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Rick. I'm going to give you a super cape. You are now superhero. Okay. You have your super mic. What do you wish for all the care leavers and children who are currently in the care system?
0: Amen.
2: What do I wish? You know what? I wish that because they should know that I've got this cape and I was a care leaver, that They've got the cake too. They just can't see it yet, you know. And if they, and if they, and if they really look into it, you know, my cake was given to me by uh, Marvel. You know, Stan Lee knew about our story when he found out that you know that's what he's gonna base Wolverine, Batman, Superman, all of these people on. It's like wow. If care leavers and young people in care really knew that one of the biggest production companies like movie company in the world is inspired by your story then it's like you know what we can really change the narrative of how we look at ourselves let alone the public you know because that like i'm not sure if you guys have got it but we've got this before but you know you might speak to someone and i'll be like oh you're in care oh it must be really bad oh oh like you know what i mean like it's like us they, they feel like sympathy for you um yeah but, you know in some cases all right fair enough i don't mind but it gets to a point where it's just like i'm kind of tired to be looked at like that can't like can't the narrative be like oh i never knew like batman was in foster care and you know like x-men their actual home is a foster home oh i didn't What? Well, yeah so like yeah like you guys are like could be i know, it's not necessarily that like, you guys can be superheroes in a cheesy sense but just like i'd I love the idea of within the the public psyche of thinking of a more inspiring story when they think of young people in care rather than a sub story you know like
0: thank you thank you guys thank you for talking to us today and good luck in the future you know, all your wishes come true and hopefully i will see you again Then yeah we'll see
1: you again
2: yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and all the best of luck. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Thank <laughs> <God>.
2: <laughs>
0: all right. Music by Rick Flow. Track before I'm 25. Courtesy of Rick Flow.
2: Thank you for listening. Care to Listen has been created by a democratic group of children and young people from within the Five Rivers fostering family. Our aim is to elevate the voices of people who have care or lived experience, to challenge stereotyping, to fight for better rights, equality, understanding and to celebrate all of our uniqueness. Thank you for listening. For more information, contact us on participation at five-rivers.org. Came out of uni with a DNA new blood, 2-1 but it should have been the first. Now it's time to find work, new challenges will emerge Can't pay rent, go back to mum's building up debt Now you will learn, the job centre's not helpful The mindset in there is mental So I'm putting in work with the rebels Late nights are instrumental Ton of emails on the regular Instability in this nebula Cause I can't be a failure If I can't work in the sector what I graduated from Can't be cleaning with mum Cause my confidence will be done If I die before I'm 25 Let me skydive into my dreams before I rise See my father for the first time Write an album about my life Before I'm 25 If I die before I'm 25 Let me skydive into